N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 350 of the NYYST podcast. We are presented to you by NYY Underground. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You and SGR. What up? Well, what's going on, fellas? You know, I didn't get so much, man. I didn't get home till a little late. My son had a flag game. I oh, yeah. wanted to pop the game on so that I can watch while we record, and I had no yeah. idea. What are they doing here? It doesn't. Are they act? They're gonna have to play this game now. Don't they don't have to do anything in a delay? Do they have mutual days? So it's uh, it's Wednesday night. The Yankees are supposed to be playing the uh, Boston Red Sox in Game Three of their four game set. The game has been delayed by weather. We're supposed. We're recording. It's about eight thirty. The game was supposed to start about seven ten. No further updates have been given. But when you listen to this Wednesday morning, I'm sure you'll know the outcome of the game and if it was played. So, and either way, really doesn't matter. We're playing to get out of the basement at this point. Could be another doubleheader tomorrow if they don't play tonight. Could the whole doubleheader series here against Boston? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, okay, two doubleheaders. So, okay, four games. Okay. I mean, yesterday was one of the weirdest days. Like, well, just for reference here, uh, Tuesday was one of the weirdest days I can ever remember in terms of being a Yankee fan. Where a series against Boston in mid September. And a game was being played during a work day, and I didn't even care to know what was happening. I actually didn't even, I didn't even check the score of either game until I think it was the seventh of the second game. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, man, I'm at that point too. I didn't even, I checked the score of the first game when it was over, and then I caught a little bit of that second game. But it's, I'm tuning out now. This is all you. This is what you need to know right now. Is that uh, game one was uh, not even on FM radio? They put it on the AM dial. Well, they so, put um, soccer instead. Probably whoever, more interesting. I don't know. Just a radio show. Yeah, probably just a regular radio show. Wow. Uh, so when I got in the car and I was like, "All right, you know what? I'll listen to the game a little bit." And then I heard the atrocity that AM radio is. I was like. I don't need to listen to this game that yeah. badly. No. Like that's where we're at right now. Like I would have sat there like back in the day, like trying to watch WWF pay-per-views through the squiggly lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen to a Yankee game, but not 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 right now. So I mean it's unfortunate this is where we are in the season here. And this is this kind of sums up where the Yankees are right now. They got over five hundred again on Tuesday night by sweeping the doubleheader to seventy-three and seventy-two. In the second game of the doubleheader, Rodon actually pitched pretty well. Yeah, nine strikeouts. Gave up a home run on the first pitch he threw and then was actually pretty dominant. He struck out nine over five, got the pitch count up, so they got him out of there. And then here is the bullpen in game two. (laughs) Zach McAllister. Not Kevin McAllister, Zach, okay? Okay. 
who has not pitched oh, in the major league since 2018. Was he a Cleveland guy in McAllister? Yankees traded him to Cleveland. I believe he's an okay. original Yankee draft pick. Okay. He has not pitched in the major league since 2018. Some guy wow. Mice Mice Miceowitz Mice. I don't even. I don't. I'm not even sure that's how you properly. He sounds like a Jewish fella. Hey, well, that's that a Jewish Miceowitz. Okay. Uh, yeah. Listen, I'm one. I I should pretty much. Um, I should convert at this point. I know more about the Jewish religion than you ever will. Most of my customers are Jewish. I am one of them. They accept me. And tribe. we have great relationships. All right, nobody cares. Uh, some guy, Bowman, okay, not Bowman baseball cards, which I collect, but just some guy named Bowman, okay? And then Nick fucking Ramirez got the save. Boy, why? That was the that was the Yankees' bullpen yesterday. So, didn't allow a run. No, and I mean, they did a good job. They didn't allow a run. The Yankees got the win, but... So... For you guys watching on NYYU, this is a premiere. We're not live, okay? Uh, there were, we did do a show last week. Unfortunately, real life got in the way. We recorded, was it Thursday? We recorded Thursday night. The show didn't get downloaded on Apple until what, mon late Monday morning? Yeah. Okay? So episode three, The video, the raw Zoom video is actually on Spotify if you want to check it out. Is it okay? Cool. The the episode three forty nine exists. It's on Apple Podcast, and the, the raw Zoom video is on uh, raw. Okay, it, it was actually on, a great episode too. It's worth a listen. It is on Spotify. I mean, a lot of the stuff. <laughs> I listened back to it. A lot of stuff did become irrelevant because of the, just the time frame. But if yeah. you go to the last like twenty twenty five minutes of the episode, where we really break down Hal's kind of thought process in keeping this regime together or not. Mm -hmm. I think you everybody should probably go back and take a listen to that. Uh, also, while we're on the topic of Apple, please uh, head there, leave us a five-star rating and review. And since you're watching on NYYU, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Also, as of Tuesday morning, there were 10 tickets left for the event. On September 23rd in the Audi Club, we were down to just a handful. Pete got another handful from the Yankees, but this is it. These are the final 10. Uh, so if you're thinking about going, uh, get the tickets now uh, at the in the Audi Club, September 23rd. Uh, unfortunately, you might be watching Nick Ramirez try to close out a game mm -hmm. if the Yankees are lucky enough because um, this is kind of where we should start tonight. And, you know... The Yankees, when we sat down to record last week on Thursday, it was kind of like, you know, just chill out. Everybody relax because everybody thought the Yankees were going to go on a run. They lost. They lost the next two games. They fell back under 500. You know, that, that, that little creep got – that little creeping close got further back. So now we all kind of know that it's not happening. Even if you thought it happened, even if you kind of had that high-in-the-sky dream – it's it's yeah. I, I gotta say everybody's gotta be at the same quickly point right squashed. now. Quickly okay? Yeah, it's done. Since we sat down to record, the Yankees have suffered three in less than a week, three season ending injuries. Three of them. This is why you're looking at a bullpen with with these names in it because of some of the because of some of the injuries that the Yankees have suffered, and also um, just the starting pitching is just not there. And, you know, the one guy that you kind of hoped that 
would spark the team into a playoff run is not there as well. So let's let's go from what, in my opinion, is least important to most important. Do you want to do that? Yes, fair. In terms of injuries? Okay. Um, keep them, dump them is usually what? The second show after the season ends? Uh, yeah, or if you're lucky, the Yankees piss you off enough where you do it, where we get another round midseason like we did last year. Right, which we didn't, I don't we didn't do that this year, but uh, so it's coming a lot earlier this year. It might even be our first show after the season ends because I don't know if we need to do fan. Th- do we need fan therapy? I feel like this whole season has been fan therapy. Oh yeah, you're right. I think we should do maybe just to kind of not take a week off in between the end of the regular season. Maybe do like a shorter. Quick, I feel like it's just tradition at this point. We've been doing okay, this. Okay, yeah, so it's true. It is, it is like just like a, a quick 20, 30 minute video. Yeah, but we uh, don't really need it. Too episode much. just to kind of just break everything down from a bigger picture. So, just to dump it all out once yeah, sure. Let's just sure. dump it yeah, out. That's, dump uh, it. I need that. I need that. All right. So two weeks after the season is over, we'll start keeping them and dump them, right? Okay. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you all right over there? Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. I was just about to... Just... So those are some of my favorite shows of the year that we do. And and this guy, and I'm go- and actually two of the three guys we're going to talk about are going to be on the list this year. Um, we're going to start with Jonathan Luizica, who uh, today, uh, Wednesday, Aaron Boone said he went on the IL Tuesday. Today, Boone said he's done. Uh, even if they were had more time in the season, you won't see him for a while. He's going to be not even going to throw a ball for several weeks. Uh, I, I don't know if I was just with Ryan or Chris, you were here as well when we were talking about a, a closer and Ryan brought up Loisica or somebody brought up Loisica. Yeah, I, that was me, I think. And yeah, is, who's got probably the best stuff on this team to be a closer is Jonathan Loisica. Who's the most unreliable pitcher in that bullpen is also Dude. Jonathan Loisica. It's such a shame because like, I won't bring up the obvious names we're about to speak of, but like you can make an argument because of what he's capable of and the future he could have had here because of that opening. I'm sorry, when Lewisica is healthy and he's in his groove, he's not just the best person to be the closer on the Yankees. He's one of the best relief pitchers in the game. He's got that kind of stuff. And for him to be fucking injured again, man, it's just like, what a waste. Unreliable. You can't have unre- How many years again? See, we do definitely need fan therapy on a, on a broader spectrum here. Maybe not specifically just this season, but like, how many years are we going to say, like, we need reliable guys that even if we love these guys and think they're, they can be amazing talents and they're still young, if you're not reliable at this point, it used to be if you're not ready to help this team win, you're gone. Now it's if you're not reliable, I don't care how good you are, you got to go. I would say anything approaching uh, 65 to 70 innings would be like a, a full season for a reliever. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Okay. So Jonathan Lewisica got here in 2018. Okay. 24 innings. 2019, 31 innings. 2020, 23 innings. I don't know. Was that is that a full season? Twelve yeah, games out of that. You got 12, 12 out of sixty. I, I don't know. So then, um, 21, 70 innings. That was his full fullest 
in terms of uh, health because he made in his best season, 2.17 ERA, 70.2 innings pitched. Those are both career highs or career low in terms of uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the ERA. Last year, he pitched 50 games, but, I mean, he wasn't the same guy because of the, because of the injuries. Uh, 48 innings, and uh, this year, 17 games. I mean, so you guy pitched 17 innings this year. This is not a guy that you can count on. This is not a guy... It's unfortunate because we all we've all seen the stuff. This is not a guy that you you can rely. On. It, like you said, it's a shame. I know you you love the guy. You like to give him his cute fucking J Lo man. He's not J Lo anymore. No, dude, he's not Jenny from the block because she's fucking like fifty five and looks like she's thirty still. Right, reliable. And he's, and he's thirty and is getting injured like he's fucking yeah. seventy. He's, yeah. Johnny Lasagna. I had some He's lasagna, back to lasagna yeah. earlier today. <laughs> so when you saw that after the other news that broke this week, it doesn't, and especially at this point in the season, you're just like, oh, whatever. But like now you got to sit there and do a deeper dive on it for a podcast. And you're just like, Yankees, is he a non tender candidate? Like, dude, I'm sure the Yankees will even, I'm sure the Yankees will bring him back, right? But yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. It's for nothing. You're not really spending too much to keep them. You're doing a chart of that bullpen of like where guys slot in. You'll say Holmes is the closer. Tommy's a setup guy. You can't count on Jonathan Luizica to be in that next spot or the spot in that top four or five spots. You're doing yourself a disservice of building this team if you're counting on him to be one of your three or four best relievers out of that bullpen. Well, here's here's how you got to put it. You know, we gave Garrett Cole, even though you love him to death and I fucking love the guy, we gave him a hard time last year because he really had a he had a disappointing regular season. He deserved it. He'd be the first person to say that he was disappointing. But I think we even though it seems like we appreciate it enough, I still think it's not appreciated as much as it should be that he goes out there and takes the ball every five days. And it's almost like asking yourself, like, what would you rather have if you had to choose one? Would you rather have half a season of Garrett Garrett Cole, but he fucking gives up, you know, two earned runs over, you know, 15 starts, but then he's out? Or would you rather have a 3-5 ERA, but the guy's taking the ball every five days? I mean, I would rather have the guy that takes the ball every five days. You're not telling me he's a terrible pitcher. You're telling me he's a very good pitcher with a three five ERA. Right. Well, if when John, all right. What, what the perfect example is uh, Jacob Degrom. The guy makes twelve starts a year. Is that mm-hmm. worth it? Is that right? That's something and that he's you want. The, and he's arguably the best starting pitcher of of our fucking time. That's why the Mets let him yeah. walk. He's unreliable. And it's like reliable. Yeah, Maybe man. Degrom's a, last four uh, three seasons: ninety-two innings, sixty-four innings, and this year thirty that's innings. Crazy. Yeah, you can be the best, but yeah. you, actually, you can't be the best if you don't take the field. So it's it's irrelevant. Yeah. So, so it's like yeah. maybe we maybe it's almost we were a little too harsh just because we were looking so closely at the numbers and they weren't hitting our expectations. But I think there's a little bit of a curve here of like you got to factor in that. He, this dude takes the ball every five days, and that's way that's a bigger value than people look at because they're they're right, so how just you, looking at how numbers. does this okay? How did you get on Garrett Cole here? What I'm saying, uh, what I'm saying is, is that 
Yeah. But why is it good to me if he's healthy? Yeah. Is just as valuable as a relief pitcher as Garrett Cole could be to this team as a starting pitcher. However, I would take a lesser version of Garrett Cole who stays healthy all year than a guy who isn't reliable. And, and J-Lo might be fucking the best when he's healthy and on. But to me, if I'm going to factor in reliability, then I got to factor in the, you know, that he's not staying healthy at all every single year. Yeah. And to yeah. me, that makes him someone who's useless to me. Yeah. You look at Cole's year last year, 13 and eight with a 3.5 ERA and 200 innings pitch. So there's your example right there. If we were kind of more harsh, I guess, with him last year, but in hindsight, I was there. He was there. He made the starts 33 of them. Yeah, so uh, real quick before you go, I just want to say like this team to me, I've been thinking about this over the last couple of weeks. This team might not need as much talent as you think. I think what they mm. need more of is consistency. Yeah, we need. That's why I felt so good when these kids came up. Obviously, we're going to get to that. But like it just felt like for the first time in a long time, we had guys in this lineup that you can see a future with that we can possibly rely on that becomes a core of this team mm -hmm. and it's like the yankees haven't had that stability in so long because even when they have had great lineups great rosters half of them are, are out are out yeah. of uh the fucking they're on the il half the season yeah so, so lawizica uh has one more year of arbitration left mm -hmm. and he made 2.2 .2 million dollars this yeah. year so i mean it's not gonna be a ton of money he's probably not gonna get a giant i mean i'm a giant raise, maybe he makes two, three, two, four, just based on his years of service. But I'm telling you, man, like you can't build a bullpen thinking this guy's going to be like your top, one of your top relievers. You can't do it. I'm sure the Yankees are probably going to bring him back just based on talent and the fact they control him at a, at a relatively cheap well, price. But he's not reliable. Bro. I know. What, I know we have a lot to get to and, and not a lot of time. But I just have to ask this to you: You're a good person to answer this question. It's a it's not a risk keeping him around like you're saying, but aren't you to a point now where you would hope the Yankees, even if it's not a risk, even if they only have to pay him a couple million dollars to stick mm -hmm. around and maybe he'll stay healthy, aren't you to a point where you just don't even want that in the in no, the I don't want anymore? No, absolutely maybe. not. And then like, plus think about the offseason this year. They were like three or four million like to the luxury tax so they couldn't really get that jerks and profar type player at the beginning of the year so that two and a half million it might seem not uh like not a lot but when they're you know yeah budgeting then, yep. when it comes down to it that when could you're, be the when difference you're paying a third base fielder that's 40 years old yeah. and yeah. can't hit so it's 25 million dollars being, a year i hope come up yeah. i don't know later yeah. in the show it's a good question. I didn't think of that. Like the the possibility. I just of want it gone. Going. I want to. Yeah, I, wanna, I, I kind I of agree. To just kind of shed me the here. bullshit at this point. Yeah, I think I think that wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to that. And speaking of shedding the bullshit, let's segue right into the next one here. Luis Severino also done for the year. Um, would they classify it as an abdominal strain? Yeah, uh, something like that. Something like that. I didn't care enough again. to really read. He left the game against Milwaukee. I know everybody was feeling bad for him. Um, here's my take on left Louis oblique, Severino. left oblique, uh -huh, the yeah. oblique. Yeah, I mean, 
Here's another guy. All the potential in the world can't mm. stay on the field. Okay. Here's the problem with Luis Severino, right? We all witnessed 2017 Sevy. Great. We thought we thought we had our ace. We thought our, we had our homegrown ace. Everybody's got a little bit of special uh, place in their heart if you're a Yankee fan, Luis Severino, because we saw him come up. We saw the potential. We thought that this guy was going to be the next homegrown mm-hmm. ace, which the Yankees don't really develop their own aces. They really don't. Chance I mean, Adams, <laughs> Justice Sheffield. I mean, yeah. I mean, would you have to go back to Andy Pettit as the last really good pitcher? Not a pitcher. I wouldn't. Wouldn't. Can't even classify him as an ace as much as I fucking absolutely love the guy. I was going to say, as the last really good pitcher the Yankees developed, starting pitcher that they developed, I mean, that was 1996. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because think about the guys, the real big-time pitchers that have come in here. David Wells was traded. David Cohen's traded. Roger Clemens traded. uh, Deki Arabu traded. uh, He was signed. El Duque, Cuba. Uh, what's his? Uh, CC was a free agent. Garrett Cole was a free agent. Uh, who am I? AJ Burnett. Don't forget Burnett, dude. Tanaka was a free agent. The Havana. Yankees don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, all these guys are guys that came from outside the organization. Mm-hmm. Even so, Jimmy Wong. Actually, he wasn't outside the organization. He was. Well, if he wasn't, then Tanaka wasn't. I'm up through the Yankee minor league system. Did he really? Oh wow! All right, so there you go. There's your last one. Uh, I mean, he didn't. I mean, he was a flash in the pan, really, because he only had he had yeah, those two good he years. Yeah, it's another one though that he had the stuff and he had a few good years of twenty win seasons, but was, he just couldn't do it long enough. I think he won what nineteen back to back years, and he got hurt running the bases in Houston, yeah, was, and that was that was never pretty hit much 20. it for him. No, yeah, jobber. Phil Hughes, think about yeah, think nineteen about and Hughes. six, and then nineteen and seven. Think about Phil Hughes, Ian Kennedy, and Job Chamberlain. That was supposed to be it. That yeah. was supposed to be it right there. How'd that work out? Yeah, underwhelming. So everybody, we saw it. I mean, it's, I mean, so he got blitz in the wild card game. We kind of got forgiven for that. He was probably the best pitcher in baseball leading up to the All Star break in twenty eighteen. And then ever since then, it's just been pretty much downhill for him. He didn't have a strong second half. He was one of the worst pitchers in baseball, really, in the second half of that year. Got got his ass kicked again in the postseason, and then we didn't see him for like two and a half years. Hmm. All right. Every time you thought you were going to see a healthy Sevy, what happened? He got hurt again. And I know a lot of people are, are saying, oh, we'll bring him back on a show-me deal. No. No, it's time to say goodbye to Luis Severino. He has pitched his last game as a New York Yankee, in my opinion. If I'm running the team, I don't even I don't even entertain him if he calls me. Oh, I'll pitch for vet minimum. No, goodbye. I cannot. Just like Louis, uh, why you cannot count on this guy, man? You can't give him a friggin' rotation spot. How long until he's gonna get hurt again? Yeah, it's I agree, sad, man. man. It really is sad, man. Like I really, I really wished it would have worked out better for Seve. I wish we were talking about a situation here where, you know, we were going to have to sit here and debate whether or not we were going to have three hundred million dollar players in our in our uh, starting rotation. But he just made it so easy for the Yankees. 
getting hurt again, being as bad as he was, it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, it like you said, there's just a personal connection there. I think it goes I think for me it goes beyond that he was a homegrown player. I think you know, there's a lot of guys who are hurt every single year and a lot of them you know, hold accountability like Stanton and stuff, but there was always something about Sevy like I remember couple years ago like you just saw how angry he was at himself like how mm. angry he was to be injured again he knew you felt that he was feeling how much of a disappointment he was and that dude whether he's shitting the bed or not you can just feel it that he's out there and just wants to fucking win he wants this team to win he wants to be successful and he's always been that guy, so I've always had that place in my heart for Sevy as shitty of a year as as he had, especially on a on a walk season. It's time to just completely cut the cord. Oh, you want to talk about consistency? How about he made uh, nineteen starts in back to back years? So congratulations on that. But look, after he made uh, thirty one starts, thirty two starts in 2017, 2018, respectively, uh, pitched in three games in twenty nineteen. Didn't pitch at all in the COVID season. Four games in 2021. So this guy was basically non-existent for three years. Came back and still couldn't give the Yankees 20 starts in any of the two seasons after he came back and was supposedly healthy. Couldn't even post 20 starts. Yeah, it's dis- it's beyond disappointing. Beyond. Mm-mm. I feel like this is the Yankee fan therapy episode. It's depressing and christian don't forget he only made 18 starts this year remember that game they had an opener for him and he did have an uh, an opener right who oh, opened okay. that who opened that it was to solve his issues was it ian hamilton yeah yeah well then he came in, in the second game like five runs it's true was it against the braves no mm. that wasn't the braves because he gave up five runs right around game. there and everybody was like oh his stuff's a lot better he still gave up five runs in four innings like what it was the game before the Braves, I think, because then we were like, Jesus Christ, Sevy starting again against the Braves. Against the White Sox? I don't really, yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah, it was I can't. the White Sox. Gave up four, four runs in two innings. It's that guy, right? Uh, you know, I think last year he got mad that he was put on a 60-day IL, and I remember saying on this show, like, what are you, the only person you, sh- you should not be mad at the Yankees for putting you on a 60-day. You should be mad at yourself because you can't stay on the field. You made it easy for them to make that decision. Just like I'm, he's going to, if the Yankees are doing things the right way, smarter Yankees, they're going to do things a smart way in the offseason. Mm-hmm. He made the decision extremely easy for them. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean, we'll 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 put a like a bow on Sevy because he's going to be on the keep him dumping list just for an official vote here, vote, just to yeah. kind of see what the fans are thinking as well. But and then also, I mean, the real those those are just kind of like whatever injuries really to me. You know, Luizica, he's always hurt. Sevy's always hurt. But this one, man, this was the real fucking kick in the balls, bro. Like this is just. The real one that really just kind of punched you in the face and just showed you like what a piece of shit season this is. Jason Dominguez needs Tommy John surgery. Uh, he's going to be out anywhere between six and ten months. Mm. So, so twelve. But he didn't have the surgery yet. Oh, right? and I don't know what the hell owning it. For. Yeah, that's what I don't get. I mean, if he needs it, let him get it now, and he can come back 
sooner. Apparently, he was he was seeking a second opinion, but what are they going to tell him? They're going to tell him he needs Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and then what? Are they going to permanent DH him? We already got that locked up with Stanton. So they, they need him in the field. Not going to be like a Shohei Otani situation where he can just DH. I mean, he, maybe he could. Yeah, but, but then again, like, then what do you do with Stanton? Not to play the outfield is what's going to happen to him. <laughs> yeah, well, we've seen how that's worked. It doesn't last. I mean, Bryce Harper came back, I think, in five months, and he DH primarily this year and played first base, so he didn't have mm-hmm. to really throw the ball. You get to uh, make us at first. And this kid gave you such a ray of hope when he came up here, and it just gave you like a glimpse into the future. Like, oh man, if we could just start building this team with Judge and Dominguez, Judge and Dominguez starts this lineup, and you're just like, okay. And then you hear the Tommy John surgery, and then like. Brian Hulk said it was going to be about 10 months, and then Jeff Passon said it was going to be about six. You know, obviously, he's a position player. He can come back faster, but he's also a Yankee, so you want to go, you know, you're going to go towards the, the, definitely the He's also a switch hitter, too. Yeah. So that could be tougher to, to, true. You know, he'd probably have to come back just on one side of the plate for a while, too, swinging the bat. I mean, that's, that's a great point because Harper, Harper throws lefty. Or does he throw righty? Hits lefty. He hit. He hits lefty, but what does he throw? He throws righty. Uh, he is a right-handed thrower. And so All right. Dem- so then, and ne- never mind. My theory was. So, I mean, th- I mean, Dominguez could theoretically come back. Then he throws right-handed and DH and play. And I don't know if they they would want him to play first base, but he could. Well, we need a lefty back. bat. So if he can come back. They sooner. say that he's a better right-handed hitter, but I mean the power from the left side, especially yeah, in the stadium. So I think he'd be he might be back quicker than but like again what the fuck are they waiting for here? Yeah, apparently yeah, he don't. apparently from what I understand he wanted a second opinion. Okay. Uh, oh, I okay. mean, go get the surgery though, kid. I mean, what are we doing here? You're not gonna you're not gonna find a doctor that's gonna give you a different opinion. Yeah, here. dude, we need you. We need uh, you so bad. Guess this it. is, uh, dude. This is what really sucks about the Dominguez injury is that now the just this wretched curse of 2023 is bleeding into 2024 now yeah yeah that's the worst part because the last few weeks you've at least had some sort of optimism for the future but now i'm just like fucking bleak dude because like even if this team got off to like a slow start or wasn't gonna be as good as we'd hope like just watching this kid in the lineup with judge it was just so fucking exciting yeah it was fun to watch they had a new spark. They had a whole. It was like watching a whole completely different. It game. really was. Yeah, and I haven't but, been one of these people that are like, "Oh, you got to shut Judge down," but you got to shut Judge down. Yeah, for he sure. Doesn't, I mean, he doesn't. Wouldn't he be just against it. First of all, he doesn't look the same right now. It just you could tell that he's not. Yeah, there's. No I don't point. know. I don't know if the season is just worn on him now with the injury, and now that he knows they're not going to postseason, or maybe the the foot is bothering him that much. But just. Just I, I would I would not risk any anybody that's important to 2024. I would not risk them in the final two weeks of this season. Yeah, it's like you're not fooling anybody, guys. We're, we're good. We're good now. We we grieved. It's yeah, like, I guess as uh, as long as you're not going for like a personal accolade, right? That's like, the only thing. Is like I yeah. would hate to see Garrett Cole lose to Cy Young because the Yankees shut him down for his final four starts. Yeah, no, he's. But also, like God forbid, like. <laughs> Yeah, but again, we're talking about a guy who's been nothing but reliable. He wants to go out there and take the ball. He should. He doesn't, you know, it's still a season in a sense of you're 
you're still going out there and you're still like Cole goes out there and f I'm guarantee you learn something new every day or figure something out every single time out there. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Just keep, let him go. Yeah. He's a fucking horse. And you want Rodon to continue to, to see if he can build himself back up a of bit. Of course. So. Yeah, I mean, Boone's comments today were really telling about the team's thought process because he said that, uh, he's got three or four starts. He meaning Rodon's got three or four starts left to build momentum going into the off season. So, I mean, yeah. that's just kind of tells you everything right there. They know. Mm. They knew. They know, like I said you last. Know, like, Jules. Jules. Like I said on on last episode, they know. They knew last week. That's why they they let Schmidt uh, get banged around right. the seventh inning in that Tiger game. Yeah, they knew. They knew it. Oh, uh, and you know. People are trying to rationalize this whole thing, and it's like the same thing you're seeing Jet fans do right now. Which I'm a Giants fan, okay. I'm everybody knows that, but I did not honestly did not want to see that happen to Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Like that really that, sucked. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, because like I always say with the Mets, dude. Like I like to watch the sports, and like I don't. It's the easiest thing to do like is to, to watch, watch the, the sports, and it's the easiest thing to do is to watch the other local team. Right, so if they're right. not good, what do you want to watch it for? Nobody wants to fucking watch Zach Wilson play football. No, like, he's no. he's so bland. Yeah. Just as a human being. Yeah, well, he bangs milfs, dude. So I mean, help yeah, him. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Man. I forgot about that story, dude. Okay, so uh, but like just for like a, a story perspective and the, all the hype to see Aaron Rodgers come to New York and potentially what he could potentially do with the Jets to. Have it be done in four plays really sucks. And like yeah. now you see a lot of Jeff fans are like they're trying to talk themselves off the ledge by saying, Oh yeah, Zach's the guy. They know Zach's not the fucking guy, but they have no other choice. They thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl this year with Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson's parents were the first people to be like, You're he's not the guy. Yeah, he called them up. And it's like kind not on that level, but I see a lot of the same bargaining with Yankee fans. Well, it's it's kind of a good thing that that Dominguez got hurt because now the Yankees will have to go out and get an outfielder. What fucking planet are you living on? That Seriously, that that Jason Dominguez is going to miss at least half the season next year. It's not a good thing in any way, shape, or form. The Yankees should be looking to improve the outfield, even if he was healthy, to go out there and go get a you if Cody Bellinger's the, the name on everybody, the tip of everybody's tongue. They should have still went out there and got him. You you could easily shift uh Dominguez over to left. And then uh Bellinger's also a really good first baseman. You say goodbye to Rizzo after 2024. We have no first baseman coming up in the pipeline. Right, you cannot sit there and try to rationalize in any way that this was a good thing. Like, oh, now we can go get. No, you should have got Kev Bellinger anyway, and had an outfield of fucking Dominguez, Bellinger, and Judge. Isn't that no, guys? Like, I I cringe every time I see that. Now the Yankees will be forced to do something. No, it might even make them less likely to do something, knowing how this organization is run. Yeah, because like that was part of the refreshing thing here, you know. If we're going to be in the mindset of Cashman's not going anywhere, nothing's going to change, then all we can hope for is that what's here is what's going to make this team fucking special again and, and relevant again. Him going down is just another f blow kick to the nuts, man. I that really sucked, man. It hurt. It was Sunday because he got scratched from the lineup with elbow tendonitis, they were calling it, and then uh, after the game... I got a text, and it was like torn UCLA. I was like, "Fuck 
you. And then I texted you. I texted my cousin and both of you and all three of you were like, you're joking. It's not funny. Yeah, I, I thought like, you were fucking around. I man. was like, I was like, guys, you, you, if anybody should know me and the way I operate with this team, it should be the fucking three of you. I am not kidding. Like, this is not funny. It's not something I would joke about. When did they officially postpone the game? It's postponed officially? Yeah. I don't know. We've been recording about a half hour now, so somewhere along the way there. Okay, terrific. Is that what happened? Uh, okay. Uh, so another doubleheader tomorrow? Great. Great. This is a curse of Prime. The game on Monday and the game tonight was supposed to be on Prime. Yeah. And now it's doubleheader tomorrow. 135 game one, 715 scheduled. So hopefully this will hit the airwaves before that. You watch us, watch, and then you can okay, watch the game. Then you watch right? the game, then you okay, watch the watch next us, game. Watch okay, you can watch us again if you want to replay. Okay. So, oh, man, it's just the Dominguez injury. Yeah, that that's that one was tough, man. That that was a body blow right there. Yeah, that was the dagger. That one hurt the most couple, for sure. Couple silver linings. He's a he's a position player, so it's you know quicker recovery, not yeah. as much of an impact. He's young. He was probably here earlier than we ever would have gotten him because of the circumstances. The biggest blow is that it's going to start twenty twenty four in the sh in the fucking gutter. Yeah, that's the biggest blow. But overall, this kid. Is this shouldn't hurt him as far as what no, I think no, and I think if he uh, has a slow twenty twenty four, people need to should relax because usually from everything that I heard about position players that get Tommy John is that they don't hit the ground running; they need adjustment time. So he might not be the the El Marciano when he comes back. And here's another thing that oh, no boy. one's brought up. Here's another thing that no one's brought up uh, that. I thought of okay. Does this change the Yankees' opinion? Uh, opin not opinion of him, but plans for him. We so suppose he does come back in in June or July to come back to the major league team, or does he go down to Triple A? Great question, man. I think he would come to up to the major league level. I think there's only a couple he's, guys he's on the team. I don't know. There's only a couple guys the Yankees, but he's even even the veterans. There's only a couple of them that. That don't do. Are we uh, talking rehab? Or are we talking he's he's on the rail riders? Oh, he no. I mean, after, they call it. They designated. Well, I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, he'll do a little rehab no, assignment. No, no, not the rehab assignment. When he's okay. fully healthy, ready to play again, is he coming to the major league team? No, I no. Think so, and I'll tell you why. The okay. Yankees, in a, in a in a way, <laughs> right? The Yankees, in a way. This is kind of a blessing in disguise for them, right? Because the service time's not affected, right? Based on his I, I time honestly, here. dude, I don't care. You can call me a fraud if you want. I don't really know the ins and outs of this whole service time me, shit. Me neither, but I'm almost positive because he wasn't here for 42 days or whatever it is. Yeah. The service time's not affected. By next year, when he's ready to come back, when he's going through his rehab and whatever... The Yankees can turn it on either side of the coin. They can say, hey, look, we're rolling right now. We don't need him. We, we can wait. Let him adjust again in the minors. Or if they're playing you know, so-so ball like they've been the last few years or even worse in the shitter, 
why waste why give them time let them come back whatever so that they can call them up in september again and that's that's the thing that i don't like man because to I said this last week, and my opinion has not changed based on his injury. He's the center fielder for this team. If unless, the, you, unless you go out and say, get a Cody Bellinger, then he's still a starting player on this team. He's your left fielder then. If the Yankees want to show me in one move that they are going to be different, that they're going to be serious without even acquiring a player, they, they can simply, when he's ready, consider him the starting center fielder or wherever and not do what I'm expecting them to do. And real quick, so uh, King is going game one, Schmidt game two. I just want to mention this real quick about Schmidt. I know as I said, smarter Yankees make Michael King a, a starting pitcher. He's looked really good in that role so far. Yeah, I've liked what I've seen from him. Okay, he's, but Loisica's out. I mean, Loisica's gone yeah. now. So what, what are we doing? I mean, King could be a pretty effective piece in the bullpen. Right, and that was my whole point about moving him in the first place. Mm -hmm. But and I mean, it ha he has not been a disaster there. He's actually looked really good. Just to wrap up the Dominguez talk, um, he will um, have his service time affected. Now it's he is going to have some service time, like whatever. What is the phrase there? He accrue accrue service time. Yeah. But he will be able to keep his rookie eligibility apparently for um, next season. So if he does uh -huh. come back okay. and lights it up, he could still win that. All right. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, it sucks. It's just been that type of year, man. And uh, unfortunately, now it's going to bleed over into next year. But I wanted to do something. I don't know if you guys consider this fun, but I, 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 do. I think I think it's interesting to go back and look at this. Yeah, uh, yeah I love shit like this. This is Fred's projections from this year and then how we voted on everything here. And it's interesting because I think we did 16 guys. That's how many uh, names I have here. And four, four of them are not on the team currently. Okay. And one, two, three... Or four of them have season-ending injuries. So, so fifty percent, <laughs> half, half of half of this list it is not even on the active roster for the team anymore. Wild, wild. All right. So the first one up is Harrison Bader, who's not a Yankee anymore. Okay, he's played in ninety-four games this year. He was projected to play ninety-nine. We all took the over. So I think he's going to. I don't know. Is he going right. to hit that? Who cares? But it's just interesting. Not as a Yankee. He's not here anymore. Right? I took the over as him as a Yankee. So under. Yeah, I mean he 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 definitely didn't hit it as a Yankee, but uh, that was yeah, your starting yeah. center. That was your starting center fielder this year. Wild. Also, another here's another guy not on the team anymore. Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks was projected to have a six sixty three OPS. Everybody took the under. He currently has a seven sixty one. Seven sixty one. That son of a bitch. Because Jesus. he went from five twenty four as a Yankee to eight sixty. He's as... hitting two sixty four right now. Wild. Uh, eight sixty one as an Oriole, and in fifty one games, he's played in double the almost double the amount of games as an Oriole that he did as a Yankee. So wild. Uh, Garrett Cole is pitching to a. He's hitting almost three hundred for Baltimore this year. Three eighty five on base percentage. Continue. Eric Cole is pitching to a 279 ERA. He was projected for 347. Everybody took the under except for one stack guy, Rye. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I took the over there. Wow. You don't like, you don't like Eric Cole? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yes, you took you the over because the pitch t- the pitch clock. I think yeah. you, you mentioned I think I just that. didn't really have the faith in him. I, do, gonna... I don't think you're to blame there. It was an interesting one. And uh, Clay Holmes, okay, he was projected to have eight saves. Everybody took the over. He's at 19 right now. Nice. Okay. Fred. Uh, Nestor Cortez, here we go. Count him up. Oh, so, so God. Far, so I know right I now, talked him up this year. So right now we're at three play. We're counting both injured and no longer here, right? Mm-hmm. So that's three. Three players so far. Nestor Cortez was projected for a 302 ERA. He's going to finish the season at 497. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, no. I had Chris the under. I, you both had the yeah, over. Chris and I took the over on that. Yeah. Ryan was on the under. What yeah, was I, the projected? 302. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Way too optimistic. Aaron Judge is currently sitting at uh, 31 home runs. took the over. We all took the over. Yeah. I mean, it made sense at the time. That's bullshit, he was, though. He's projected for 41. I thought he had an out. Even when, I, even after he came back, I thought he had an outside shot of it, but I don't think he's going to get there. What was the what was Fred's projection? 41. And he's on pace for 41? Oh, he's at 31. I said I don't think he's going to get there. Oh, oh, I thought you said he's on currently on pace for 41. I don't think he's going to get there. Wash Donaldson, who got called up the day after... Uh, the Yankee series, and so far, I believe he has two uh, RBIs for the Milwaukee Brewers. Of course, he does. He has a home run and two RBIs in uh, nine plate appearances for the Brewers. Of course. So he has a total of eleven home runs. He was projected to hit eighteen. Everybody took the under. You think he's going to get there? No. No. Ryan, this is the one year that you were high on DJ LeMay. Yeah, man. I thought I was going to break the. Although, although if you look at the second half, he's really had a great second half. So I'm, I maybe I have, I can still say that I'm the DJ Lemayhu whisperer. So maybe. 238 is where he's at maybe right now. He's it. only projected for 266. Everybody took the over. We failed on that one, right? That was bad. No, so, he failed. He failed. Uh, yeah, that's true. He did. One, two, three, four players on page one are no are not on the active roster. Okay. Okay. Now we move to page two. Anthony Rizzo, who was projected to hit uh, 30, 20, actually 23 home runs. He was only projected at 23 home runs, hit 12 this year, and also not on the active roster. Hold on. Let's just put that into context here. He hit 11 of them within the first, what, month and a half of the season? Until about Memorial Day, and then he got a concussion. Nobody knew about it, and now he's on the injured list. So he, he, I mean, if he didn't get hurt, he's probably crushing that fucking. I, I would say he probably. I would say that it gets there, but he but did again. It. Another guy. That's Another five. Guy. Five out of nine, not on the active roster. And the Yankees. Think about this: five out of nine players so far that we did over under on are not on the active roster on September thirteenth, and the Yankees made zero significant trades during the season. Wild. Here's a, here's a good one in a positive way. Glaber Torres was projected for 62 runs batted in. Glaber Torres has 65 runs batted wow. in. And SGR and I had the over on that. Chris had the under. Wow. Good for Torres, man. Yeah. Honestly, good good year. I'm glad to be wrong about that. I'm, ha- I, I'm 
Not that 65 RBIs is fucking anything to write home about, but he leads the team now. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna. Yeah. you're going to look back at the season and see that the Yankee RBI leader probably didn't even have 70 RBIs. Wild. Carlos Rodon currently has a 6-1-4 ERA. He was projected to have a 3-0-6. We all missed the mark on that one. Oh, boy. Jesus, man. Uh, here's another one. Uh, no longer on the team. Well, he's technically on the team. Jose Trevino was projected for 10 home runs. We all decided that was going to be oh. an easy mark to hit. Jesus. And he only had four. Boo. So right now we're at six. Good Fred. Out of 12. Six out of 12 players. Right? That's eight, 10, 12. Six out okay. of 12 that we discussed. Uh, no, I didn't do it. Two, four, six, eight, okay, and 12. Numbers, okay, 10, yeah. 12, 14. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, uh, two. We didn't do sixteen. We only did fourteen. There's, okay. uh, I, I can't, I can't. So count more than half. So no, more than 50%. no, no. We did sixteen. All right. So, so right now we're Jesus. at fifty percent. All right. We're at sixty. We're at fifty percent. Six out of twelve players are not on the active roster. Severino, also oh not on the active roster. Oh boy. We projected him to make a hundred pitch, a hundred and seven innings. Did he get there? Let's see. Severino threw. He was right there. 89 innings this year. We all had to have taken the over on. Everybody took the over on on Luis Severino. He missed by 18 innings. 18 innings. 107 was so low. Like you set the bar so low on that. So we still missed it. We make fun of Fred for being this alcoholic, and the dude trumps us every single year. Every year. All right, here we go. Now, Domingo Herman, also not on the team right now. (laughs) Projected to have a 397 ERA. Chris was the only one who was optimistic about him, took the under. He finished the season with a 4.560 ERA. Wow. Wow. Perfect game, though. Yeah, well, I mean, just a quick sidebar here. Have you ever seen a, I don't know if polarizing is the right word, but a more opposite ends of the spectrum type season than what Domingo Herman had? He had a Guy bipolar a, season. Bipolar is an excellent, uh, an excellent uh, term there. Thank you. Suspend it for sticky stuff. <laughs> the perfect game. <laughs> Forgot he fucking pitched. Perfect game. Picked off the team for go- going on an alcohol fueled rage through the clubhouse. Wow. A year, a year removed from beating his wife. Uh, no, two years. Two ago. years. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So John Carl Stan was projected for 121 games this year. Everybody took the under. John Carl Stan has played in 91 games this oh. year. <laughs> Really? I thought he was well over a hundred. And what? How many? I forgot games he was turned. How many games are left? Like fifteen? How many games are left? Frank? Can you look that up real quick? Yeah, I can't even. Uh, definitely. Can't what was he there. projected? One twenty-one. One twenty-one. Oh There's twenty twenty-three games left. And if he he can't get there, he's gonna. He, we he's all fall. took the under. Yeah, we all took the under. Come on now. Even if he fit, plays in every game the rest of the year, he's still gonna fold like the ten games under that number. Unreal. 
Unreal, man. And then we just, he's only here because I really couldn't uh, come up with a final guy here. And I, and I, in hindsight, maybe we should have just taken uh, Schmidt's name was the original name on the list, but I didn't really think that he was going to amount to much, but he's, he's also done a really good job this year. Uh, 642 OPS for IKF was the number, right? And Chris and SGR took the under. I took the over. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was last year. It was at 642. He was projected for 671. Chris and Ryan took the under. And you guys are uh, in the lead right now because he's got a 650 OPS. Crazy. when, When we put together... What I deemed were the uh, two, four, six, eight, sixteen most important or noteworthy, most or influential guys, notable Yankees. Okay, sixteen. Half of them are either dealing with season-ending injuries or no longer in the organization. You know, whether you're listening or watching us well, for there's, the, there's for the one first more. time. There's one more. Hold on. Whether you're listening or watching to us for the first time or you're a longtime fan or whatever, you can use this reference right here, the last 10 minutes of doing this, to nail down the Yankees problem. Fred set the bar so low he did. on most of this. And for the most for the majority, no one exceeded. And when they did exceed it, it wasn't by a lot. So let's. We'll, there's one more. We'll just. I just want to go through this real quick. Bader not on the team anymore. Hicks not on the team anymore. Garrett Cole uh, outplayed this projection by almost uh, three quarters of a run. Healthy all year. Yeah. Knock on wood. Okay. Holmes was is eleven above his save projection. Also healthy all year. Uh, Cortez on the on the injured list for the rest of the year. Aaron Judge is only falling short because he missed two months out of the year. Wash Donaldson is not on the team anymore. DJ's been would you say DJ's been healthy? DJ hasn't really missed any time. He's had a day off here and there, right? Yeah, he just took a, a while to really get back into it. But so, so far only th- so far on the first page, three out of eight players have not dealt with any sort of injury this year. Right? Rizzo injured. Glaber not dealing with injury. Past this projection. Rodon, injured. Trevino's not on the team right now, injured. Severino, injured. Herman, restricted list. Stanton, injured. IKF, also not injured. So four out of 16 players, four, four out of 16 players did not deal with significant injuries or being basically released this year. Four. That's 25% of who you thought were the most, what would you say? What was the word you used? Most influential for this team's success. 25%, Chris. 25% stayed healthy all year or did not get released by this team. Crazy, man. I mean, does that, not, does that not sum up why they're in the position they yeah, are? Yeah, I just said that. I mean, like, honestly, whether this is the first time listening and watching or you've been a long-time listener, like, this last 10 minutes just summed up, nailed it right on the fucking head, hit it right on the head. This is the Yankees' problem. We don't need the greatest talents in the world. We need guys who can help this team win and, more importantly, do it by being reliable. 
And here was their projected win total, 93 and a half. We all took the over. They have 73 fucking wins on no, on September 20, uh, 13th. Unreal. <laughs> Excuse me. Unreal. And if you need, uh, just go back and rewind. If you need proof why they have 73 wins right now. Unreal, man. Eric Cole, and out of those four players, two of them were under projection. Okay, so they had bad years. And two of them were over projection, and that was Cole and, and Glaver Torres. You can't win that. You cannot win that nope. way. One hundred percent. So, uh, you know, so this will drop to this will drop Thursday while the Yankees are in the midst of a doubleheader against Boston. Then they'll come home. No, they're they're still on the road. They'll go to Pittsburgh. Okay, and then uh, after the Pittsburgh series, we're going to be back live. We haven't been live in a couple of weeks. We're going to be back live on Monday the eighteenth. Uh, so we'll have to plan something fun for that as we well. We're going to start banging. Okay, we're not going to do that on the show, though. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Monday the 18th, we'll be back with, a, with our next live show. So we want to thank everybody uh, for joining us here today. And, uh, you know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, again, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, and if you're watching on NYYU, leave a, uh, you know, hit, hit the like button and uh, subscribe to the channel. And don't forget to get your tickets to NYY Underground Day, September 23rd, which is also Aaron Head, uh, Aaron Head, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, Aaron Judge Bobblehead Day. Okay. All right. Uh, and join us in the Audi Club for the event on September 23rd. So we want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYYU. And NYYST, we want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode 350, SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Can't make a promise, but I do my best. 25 sitting on 25 racks. Just got started, no, we ain't done yet. But a new crib, that's a goddamn flex. Sign that check. Told them last year that I've been up next. Can't take calls, but I send that text.